Welcome to Premier Pain Talk, a podcast dedicated to expanding awareness about treatment options for people in pain. Each week, host Dr. Michael Danko from the Premier Pain Treatment Institute in Cincinnati, Ohio, will discuss cutting-edge treatments for pain management that are improving the quality of life for those suffering from chronic pain. Tune in now to learn more about how to relieve pain and restore your life. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Premier Pain Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Danko, flying solo on this podcast, and uh, we're going to talk about feature that's very common in, in interventional pain management uh, called radiofrequency ablation. So radiofrequency ablation goes by a few different names. Sometimes uh, in layman's terms, we'll call it burning the nerves, also referred to as a rhizotomy or a radiofrequency neurotomy. And it develop, uh, uses the word radio in it because it uses radio waves to create a current uh, that heats a small area of nerve tissue. Uh, and so when this nerve tissue is heated up and damaged or destroyed, this will allow us to have a treatment that stops sending pain signals from that nerve to your brain. Uh, radiofrequency ablation is one of the more common procedures that we do in interventional pain management, and it can be done for uh, a wide range of conditions. In addition, uh, it can be used outside of pain management, and it can be used in oncology, it can be used in uh, vascular treatments, uh, and other treatments outside of uh, interventional pain management, but what I'm going to talk to you about today is what we do as an interventional pain specialist uh, using this treatment. Uh, as far as the locations uh, that we commonly treat, uh, this is most commonly used for the spine, but it can also be used for joints uh, and other nerves that are, are causing pain. Uh, so we're going to start off by talking about spine conditions. This rate of frequency uh, for the spine is by far the most common mode of treatment. Uh, this is designed to treat arthritic facet joints at the base of the back also can be used to, to treat those same facet joints in the neck uh, and in the thoracic spine as well. Uh, when, when you have a dull aching pain in your low back that uh, is referred to your hip or sometimes down to the back of the knee, it can be worse with prolonged sitting, standing, and other activities can make it worse. Uh, sometimes it's worse first thing in the morning and, and progressively gets a little bit better with activity, but then as you Continue to do activity, it gets worse. These are all signs that you may have an arthritic condition in the spine that may respond to, to radiofrequency treatment. Additionally, very close to the to the, the lumbar facet joints is are two big joints called your sacroiliac joints. Uh, so these joints are, are articulations of where the the sacrum and iliac wing of the pelvis come together, uh, and these sacroiliac joints are often uh, joints that can get worse. With pregnancy, and they can also uh, become problem- problematic after low back uh, surgery, uh, and also just like other arthritic conditions, as you age, um, you can develop pain in the sacroiliac joints. Um, these joints can often be painful as you try to get in or out of a, a car, in or out of a chair. Often, laying on the affected side can can elicit the pain. And then uh, there's a high innervation to the to the sacroiliac joints, or a lot of nerve supply to these joints, and so. There will often be variable pain patterns um, down the leg with with uh, sacroiliac or SI joint pain. Um, another frequently treated area is, is arthritic joints in the body. Uh, so this can be either before or after a total joint replacement. I'd say the most common joint that we treat with radiofrequency ablation is the knee. Uh, so when you've had a corticosteroid injections for the knee. I may have had uh, gel injections or visco supplement injections for the knee, or you've even if you've had a a total knee replacement, 
the radio frequency treatment can be an effective way to treat this pain because you're really not treating the inside of the joint and the degenerated joint from the inside anymore. You're treating the, the nerve supply that's carrying pain signals away from that joint. And so if you're trying to delay a total knee replacement, this can be a very viable option for you. But, uh, but also, uh, and it's not commonly known that if you do continue to have pain after that knee replacement, this can be an effective treatment as well. And so for the same reasons, this is also a treatment that can be used for the hip. And then uh, the shoulder is another common area that responds to radiofrequency treatment. Uh, but in that scenario, we're often looking at a, a different type of treatment called pulsed radiofrequency treatment because of uh, the different nerve supplies that, that are involved in the shoulder. Now, as I mentioned initially, uh, radiofrequency treatment is a treatment in which we are destroying uh, nerve tissue and blocking pain signals uh, through that way. So while I've talked mainly about treating arthritic joints in the spine and, and uh, in your arms and legs up until now, it also can be useful for other pains that are, that are nerve-related or, or are the source is nerve pain. So one common area that can be treated with radiofrequency ablation uh, is uh, ilioinguinal neuralgia or pain that can develop after hernia repair. Um, can also be used for intercostal neuralgia, uh, which is a pain underneath the ribs that can happen after shingles and after other issues. And other nerve-related conditions may be applicable. Uh, so you have to talk to your, your pain physician about your particular nerve pain to see if your nerves will respond to radiofrequency because not all will qualify, but it can be used uh, in a wide range of, of treatments because of the nature of what we're trying to do. We're trying to stop those pain signals uh, carrying pain from the affected area. So how do we determine if you're an appropriate candidate for radiofrequency treatment? Typically, we are doing a set of two nerve blocks or test injections. And so the, the purpose for these injections is we want to see when, when we numb the, the nerve that we intend to treat with the radiofrequency, we want to see that that pain goes away when those nerves are numb. If the nerve is numb and you continue to have pain, this is a signal that the pain could be coming from a different location in your body or a different location maybe present as well and is preventing that nerve from, from fully blocking your pain. And so we don't want to, to burn or treat that nerve because if we burn the nerve and then there's another source that is causing the pain, then you're really not going to get pain relief. Uh, and worse yet, sometimes if you treat a nerve that is, that is not causing the pain, that, that can irritate that nerve um, when it is treated. So we will do a test injection with type of numbing medication. Uh, typically, we use a medication called bupivacaine because you want a, a longer-lasting numbing treatment. And we want to see when you go home, do you have a significant reduction in your pain? Are you more functional? Are you able to do your daily activities with, with a lot less pain? Uh, overall, do you feel like we just really got the right spot? And then we will do this test injection a second time at a, sep at a second appointment. Uh, and we'll see, again, do, you, do we get that same consistent response? And then if we have had a uh, successful first injection, and then we've had a, a second successful confirmatory injection, then we'll move forward with the radiofrequency ablation. Now, we expect the radiofrequency ablation to provide at least 6 to 12 months of pain relief. This is also a very reliable and repeatable treatment. So these treatments can be repeated uh, every 12 months or so for a, a, an extended period of time. And I have patients that I've done this radiofrequency treatments for several years, and they're continuing to get uh, steady, consistent relief. Now, radiofrequency ablation does not necessarily work for everyone. We don't have a treatment anywhere in medicine that, that works 100% of the time. 
So radio frequency ablation, one of the more common quotes is that it that is successful 83% of the time or unsuccessful 17% of the time. So in that situation, if you're those one or two out of 10 people that it doesn't work, you know, we will basically you know, reevaluate, uh, reassess, and see uh, what uh, we think is really the, the source of the pain. If you're uh, depending on the condition, I know if it's a, a condition in the spine that we may be looking at considering neuromodulation or, or something called spinal cord stimulation. If your rate of frequency fails, we also may think about something called an intrathecal pump or a pain pump that may be a candidate if your ablation fails. Or we may determine that it is coming from a different, different portion. Maybe it's coming from the disc or maybe it's coming from a nerve nerve root. And then, and then the treatment may be different. We may have a different type of uh, basic interventional treatment we can apply. If it is a uh, arthritic joint, and let's say we were trying to delay that, that knee replacement by doing a, a greater frequency ablation, but it is unsuccessful, um, then that may just mean that it's time to, to consider getting that joint replaced if you're a candidate or considering a treatment such as a peripheral nerve stimulator or, or dorsal root ganglion stimulation. Now, last thing I want to touch on is what to expect day your procedure. Uh, so much like the test injections, uh, this is a outpatient procedure that is typically performed in our office and different with different pain doctors. You may have this done in a hospital or ambulatory surgery center setting, um, but this can be safely performed in the office. And it often just determines what your, your physician's practice parameters are and what, where they have access to do these procedures at. This can often be performed without any sedation or it may be appropriate to have a, a mild uh, anxiolytic or, or oral sedative that can help uh, relieve some of the procedural anxiety before we perform the procedure. Uh, with good, effective numbing of the, the, the nerve you intend to treat, this can be a fairly pain-free or, or, or very tolerable procedure. We will often perform uh, sensory and or motor testing with this procedure to, to verify that we're close to the nerve we intend to treat and also to make sure we are not uh, treating an unintended nerve. Um, this procedure is typically, you know, less than a half hour in duration, uh, maybe a little bit quicker. If you're treating multiple areas, it may take a little longer. But as I mentioned, it's often performed in the office. So you come in for your procedure. Um, we prepare the procedure in the, in the standard fashion. We use x-ray guidance normally for this procedure. Occasionally, we'll use ultrasound guidance depending on the area we're treating. The ablation itself will, will frequently take about 90 seconds or occasionally uh, for specialized treatments or may require two 90-second treatments or, or, or sometimes a two-minute uh, treatment if we're doing uh, something called pulsed radio frequency. And then uh, you'll spend about 15 minutes in recovery, making sure that uh, everything has gone well and that you're uh, doing finals check on your vital signs, and then we'll start prepping you for discharge. Uh, so... Uh, this is, again, a very common procedure, like I mentioned. It can be done very safely. It can be done in an outpatient in the office setting. Uh, and it is often a very reproducible uh, result where we can repeat this procedure you know, once a year for uh, an extended period of time to continue to have you provide you with pain relief. Uh, so that was about uh, as much information as I can give you on, on radio frequency ablation. Happy to discuss this at your next office visit. And and uh, we'll see what other kind of questions and concerns you have. Again, this is Dr. Michael Danko with Premier Pain Talk. Uh, we have offices in uh, greater Cincinnati area, uh, three offices, one in uh, Mount Orb, Ohio, one in Loveland, Ohio, and, and our other office in Hillsborough, Ohio. 
You can also find more information on this procedure on our website at www.premierpaintreatment.com. And if you'd like to call the office to schedule an appointment, our office number is 513-454-7246. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to Premier Pain Talk, where we understand your pain and share solutions that can improve your quality of life. This episode is brought to you by Premier Pain Treatment Institute, which has convenient Cincinnati area locations in Loveland, Mount Orb, and Hillsboro. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you get updates on all new episodes. Feedback is sincerely appreciated. 